Broadcasting from high above the reserve, this is Radio Harambe. Jumbo, everyone, and thank you once again for tuning in to Radio Harambe. I am Dave McBride, joined in studio today for this special news edition of the show. It's the one and only Safari Mike. Mike, how are you today? Jumbo, Dave, how are you? Good. we got a lot of news to get to, and this is kind of be part of the new format we've been talking about over the last couple of weeks. Um, we're going to do a dedicated news shows, which allows us more time to dedicate our, the rest of the shows that we do to sort of specific subjects that we want to kind of delve into a little bit more than we've been able to do in the past due to time constraints. So we have a lot of news, so we wanted to get to it. And we're going to do this like a news program, and we're going to start off <laughs> with the top story. And our very top story really is uh, kind of an amalgamation of a couple of different stories. A lot happened uh, while we were gone. Yeah, a lot, and a lot of information coming out now um, about the nighttime stuff. We know that we're going to have a debut of all of this on um, the evening of April 22nd, Correct. which is Earth Day. Right, so that is the first uh, bit of bit of news. But that's we the kind of, official that grand is, opening. That is wouldn't the official me, grand opening. Yep. Wouldn't surprise me if there are some soft openings before that. Well, I know, for instance, that there are some um, uh, previews going down on the nineteenth of April. So I think that week right. you're going to start to see previews. The nineteenth of April is going to be a preview for uh, travel agents, I think, and cast members. Right? And, I think cast members are going maybe the day before. I'm not okay. really sure about okay. that yet, but there's there's some interesting information on all of that. Um, we saw, oh God, lots of information on the Rivers of Light. Right. Lots of pictures. Right. Um, lots of, I, we, I even saw some video of some testing. Mm-hmm. Did you catch that too? Um, that was going around. I think that was from the Disney blog. Yeah, it was. It was. I'm 100% uh, sure about the, that. Right. It was. Um, not the Parks blog, the actual Disney blog with John Frost's uh, uh, deal. Um, there is some interesting information. First of all, you are the the amphitheater is divided into two villages. Right. Each village has their own shaman. I'm not going to try to pronounce their names right here and now, but the, you've got a sample of them on the. Uh, that was actually on the Disney Parks blog. They did a live video stream of. Now it. this piece that you sent me was from the Disney Parks blog. Correct. Uh, I believe that's actually from the Orlando Park News, but it's an amalgam of different places. Okay, so here's what that read. Sure, go ahead. We'll, we'll read this through. Be enchanted by a brilliant... This, sure, this isn't from the Parks Park? It probably is. Be enchanted by a brilliant spectacle of glowing lanterns, magical fireflies, dancing fountains, and animal spirits. <laughs> As sunlight fades and the stars begin their twinkle, remember the instinctual feeling that we are all bound together. Listen as the lagoon responds to the whispers of the world, cradling creatures with a symphony that swells with wild murmurs and shimmering secrets of the universe. Oh, so begins a new light, a vibrant awakening of flitting fireflies leading a legion of lanterns cascading in a ceremonious procession across the water. I, I don't know if I can read this. This is so poorly written. But with a, sing- got paid to, to write with a single chime, there falls a hush, and in its place steps shamans bearing benevolent gifts of light. Mm-hmm. These storytellers promise to paint the night with visual wonders, enticing you to join them on a marvelous journey. Before your eyes, clusters of lantern light shift and shape. I mean, the alliteration. Please stop it. In to animal forms, the tiger, turtle, elephant, and owl. The shamans call upon the lotus flower who materializes along with her four sisters, each bursting forth with dazzling fountains of water and light. These mystic hosts work in a harmony to captivate your senses, conjuring stunning imagery. You get it. There's really not much here to, to talk about. But um, uh, we, we know that, the like he said, there's two de- separate seating villages. Right. Um, they seat a total of about 5,000. Right. Which is small. It is small. 
Because Fantasmic, from my understanding, Fantasmic is a, yeah. a little bit over eight grand. Yeah, five thousand is small. So that's uh, telling me. I'm, I'm sorry to interrupt. That's telling me that you are definitely getting more than one show a night. Yeah, you're going to get. I believe they have already said that. Mm. Um, although it hasn't been sort of reiterated in the new information, but they said that in the beginning. I remember that from a Disney Parks blog posting mm-hmm. that it's going to be, you know, multiple times an evening. So that 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 is true. You're going to see it a couple times a night, especially when nighttime is, right. you know, long. And there's even been talk. Or the D- Disney officials have even said the park will be open as late as 11:30 on some evenings. Yeah, I heard that too. I mean, that's incredible. That's from Disney. Yeah, that is from Disney. And I was blown away by that. Um, But yeah, it's small. Uh, I also think there's probably plenty of standing space there too. You could probably... will be able, from what they said on that uh, video chat um, with some of the people who are making Rivers of Light, who designed Rivers of Light, you will be able to see it from outside the amphitheaters. However, you will not get the full experience. Outside the amphitheater, probably not audio wise. Not audio yeah. wise, and you'll have obstructed view. You won't be able to really get the whole right. the whole thing. But you right. will. I mean, just by looking at it, you'll be able to, to yeah. see it. I mean, even that bridge that cuts across from Everest to to Dinoland or towards the Theater of the Wild. I mean, that's going to be prime spot where people will probably sit there waiting for it. Yeah, I mean, it's it's. Um, so as you said, officials. So we we also learned. I mean that we we glossed over this open as late as eleven thirty. Yeah. Uh, that is actually an official thing. We're right. hearing that, so I would imagine, you know, if this is open in April. By the time we get to June, we could be talking about an eleven thirty right. closing through June and July, yeah. um, which is interesting that they've jumped to that right now before Avatar. Mm-hmm. So they're obviously, I mean, they're they're going to try to create a real buzz here with this Rivers of Light. Absolutely. Thing. Um, Let's see what else did we what else do we want to mention about, about it? rivers. Um, yeah, I mean that we heard about the uh, you know the score being recorded. Right. Um, I mean the, you know at Abbey Road in in London. Yeah, and, and a guy who did like the Lion King right. um, sequel or something like that. It's interesting that they picked and and I think they made a point of this. They picked sort of like these uh, signature animals uh, that yeah. are going to have these big giant floats, and that's the tiger, the elephant, the owl, and the turtle, and they were picked. Apparently, specifically to represent sort of four different habitats: the right. elephant from the plains, the tiger from the jungle, owls from uh, the the forest, and turtles, of course, from the water. So it was kind of interesting. Yeah, very interesting. Uh, I, I mean, if, if you haven't seen the testing, and it's very basic testing. So um, there was a video we mentioned this a second ago too on the Disney blog. Um, which you certainly encourage you to go over there and uh, and and take a look at it. Um, it. Basically, what you saw was the floats mm-hmm. is really it. I mean, we expect there to I mean, that's a small percentage of the show, but it's going going through the the testing, and we saw a couple of the animal floats, right. these um, pink uh, flower type things, and just how they're sort of moving about yeah, the lotus the, flowers, right? the lagoon. I mean, right. they're sort of, you know, the motion of these floats is actually part of the show. Mm-hmm. So they're not just going to come out and, you know, come out from a hiding place and then stand there. And then we have a screen show. They're actually going to be moving as part of the show. They're dynamic. Correct. Right. They're dynamic. Good. That's a good way of putting it. So and it's it, good. Go no, no, go ahead. I was also going to say that, you know, there's also this whole thing about the, the, the little show on the Tree of Life. I'm curious if that's going to be. Um, linked to each and every Rivers of Light show, or is that just going to be its own thing that starts off the these evening hours kind of thing, um, and it'll just be once a night, this light show on, on the Tree of Life, or is it sort of preluding to each and every you know part of Rivers of or each and every showing of Rivers of Light? That's something we don't know yet. We don't know how right. long the show is going to be itself. Um, I'm sure it'll be less than half an hour, but you know we don't we have no idea. I would imagine that. Um you know, some of this testing and some of these previews are going to happen sooner than you they are. Sure. Um, the official ones, like the ones for travel agents, things like that, normally follow sort of unofficial ones. Mm-hmm. That somebody's always there with a phone in their hand. 
Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, so so there's we sh- a blogger there somewhere. There's a blogger. There's somebody yeah. who put it on Twitter YouTuber. or whatever it might be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah there's a whole lot of it. So, is there anything else about Rivers of Light that we're messing? That we're Not that I can think of. It, it's really we've. There's been a lot of pictures up. There's been yeah. a lot of shots of the floats of the shaman costumes. Right. Um, all that stuff you, you you know you can see in various places. Um, so it's more of a visual news than anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, however. We do have a lot of news regarding the rest of the nighttime offerings. Yeah, that's, that's very true. Um, so let's get to the sunset safari okay. where Disney put out a basically a question and answer, like an FAQ mm-hmm. kind of thing. Was that on the park blog? It was, right? It wasn't a... It was... I believe it was. It might have been. Might yeah. Have been. So they, basically... Let me read you the FAQ. Okay. So this will give us sort of all the information that they're putting out, and then we can go from there. First question they ask, how is the new nighttime safari different from the regular Kilimanjaro? The answer, as most guests will already know, this will not be an entirely new attraction, just an extension of the operating hours of Kilimanjaro safaris. Because of that, it will not be referred to as a new experience. So... We're not really sure. And so the next answer leads me to what I was just about to say. When will it start? There won't be a set time for the magical transition from day to night. But the time will depend on when the sun sets and when dusk begins. The lights will have been added to the Savannah show. The effects of an everlasting sunset, which we've already talked about, uh, which could last between four and five hours every evening. Um Let's see. Uh, what will different? What will be different for guests experiencing this new attraction at the sundown? The ride path will be adjusted. We assume that was going to be the case. Yeah, we've said that before. Right, right. But we didn't know. This is our first official official confirmation. confirmation. Right. The trucks will make longer stops. Interesting. Right. Um, giving guests more time to see the animals in a sunlit savanna landscape. Um, the transition from daytime to the night will also include turning on more of the safari trucks' exterior lights to ensure the safety of the animals and the passengers. Um, that made me wonder, I'm, I'm thinking if if I noticed when we were on the, and I actually went back and looked at a couple pictures and I don't see anything, um, if they had installed any new mm-hmm. exterior lighting, maybe above the cabin. Um, but that would be easy enough to yeah. put on. So I'm not really so sure that that's been done yet, but it may be. Um, will guests be able to take photos on the safari? <laughs> wah, wah, wah. No. Essentially not, because unless you have a really, really good camera. Right. Um, and uh, the other thing is, depending on the light, it, so basically what they say is they will ask no for flash. no flash photography right. because that's it's just unacceptable for animals in the nighttime situation. Um, you're really going to spook them. Um, so we can't have that. But if you if it is going to be low light, might be some instances where if you have a good camera and a good setting and you're stopped... And the the the, right. the the truck actually stops where you can get a shot or two um, that might be worth uh, you know worth publishing if so experienced. Um, will all the offerings at Disney's Animal Kingdom theme park have extended night hours? Other animal experiences like the Wilderness Explorers, Maharaja Jungle Trek, Rafiki's Planet Watch, and Pangani Forest Expo- Exploration Trail will continue to close at sunset. Right. So. None of those will adapt mm-hmm. to the nighttime thing. There's a couple of things that stood out for me really here. Um, the the confirmation of a change in the track, uh, and I you know, and I don't know how that's going to work. I could tell you. You can't go ahead. I mean, I've heard from the some drivers themselves. Yep. When you are you know you come down the main savanna and you see the giraffe and all that kind of stuff before you get to Monkey Island. Okay. Yeah. When you look to your right, you'll see the boma that they use for the Wild Africa Trek. Yeah. My understanding is they're building a path, or, or excuse me, a road that will take me go right up past the boma into, and oh, on the other side is basically where the elephants are. So, so you're going to bypass a savanna. You're going you're gonna to bypass the monkey island area, the, the bull elephant area, the whole clay pits area, that br- rickety bridge area. That is all going to be bypassed, and you'll get right to the elephants. So you're bypassing the main savanna with the giraffes. No, and no, the- no, no, no. You're going. You're going down the main savanna. You go down the path. You you know you go through that. Yeah. You have the giraffes in front of you. You go past the baobab tree, and then there's the new hyena slash wild dog exhibit on your left. Okay. You dr- keep driving past that. 
um, you know, you go, you know, where the old Tommies used to be off to the left here. And, you know, you got the... the oh, and then you go into the spot where you're going to bypass. I see. Right, okay. Right, 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 right before con- Monkey Island. Okay. You know where the mandrels now are. I'm, now okay. I know what you're thinking, what you're talking about. When you said the Boma, I, I, I was... Right. I, I The first thing that stuck in my head was that sort of little launching spot before you get to... Oh, no, no, no. Okay. Yeah, no, so no. you're going past that over by where the... Correct. Right. Okay. So essentially, you'll be by- bypassing where the mandrels are, where the bull elephants are, where the rickety bridge is... Mm-hmm. Um, and you know when you're driving past where the clay pits are, where they you know they usually do a little talk about you know the elephants making the the, the red clay pits there, um, and then because then you turn around and you're in the the uh, the herd of elephants, not the the males but the females and they're young. You'll wind up there. They also put out another piece of information that kind of tells you um, in paragraph form again poorly written paragraph form uh, about what uh, about what animals you're going to see and they name in this um, lions elephants hippos hyenas crocs mm-hmm. uh, zebras uh, cheetah mm-hmm. I think that's all they named right. specifically so so that kind of lends credence to what you were saying there mm-hmm. as far as what what you're going to see. Um, man, this is... I can't wait for this. Yeah, it'll be fun. This one's going to be great. The I, other interesting thing about it, I'm, 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 one of the more intriguing things that I heard was the, the use of sounds to enhance your experience. Yeah. Uh, in other words, you'll be hearing like the, the uh, leopard in the, in the, in the grass uh, off right. to your side or, or some other animal. Interesting calling. concept, yeah. yeah. And that'll, in, that'll be interesting definitely indeed. It'll, it'll definitely enhance the, con- the, uh, the attraction itself. Um, and finally, in the nighttime offerings, the, the, the last kind of thing we wanted to mention here was another one of these press releases where they're sh- telling us what well, Mike and I talked before. They're, they're, they're doing this without um, Avatar. But there's a big slate of other things right. that they're, that they're going to put out with it. When we, we knew a lot of this that was coming, but let's just, um, let's just name them all as we get to it. Sure. Um, we're going to have... Uh, Located in Harambe's drum circle, Muziki, located in Harambe's drum circle, delightfully unusual goodwill shaman perched high atop <laughs> regal stilts, invites children to join him as he plays his own instruments, dances, and makes them official drummers of the day. So we're going to have a drum show. The Caribou Sisters, resembling regal African cranes, these three women add to the rhythm of Harambe Marketplace through elegance, uh, elegant dance, acapella songs, and acoustic renditions of African party music. Sounds neat. Uh, Harambe soccer meerkats cheer on the village's finest soccer players as they <laughs> ramble through the street, rallying anyone within sight for a quick pickup game, entertaining with comic soccer moves inspired by African animals, and delighting with skillful acrobatic teamwork and dancing. You're probably going to see a lot of juggling and that kind of stuff that goes on it's there. Interesting. Yeah. It's Harambe interesting. village acrobats wearing costumes of grass, beads, bells, and feathers set against the mosaic of African prints. This troupe of skilled performers move with the synchronicity of circus performers as they drum, dance, tumble, and climb into man-made pyramids and break away into the spinning, tumbling towers. And finally, Harambe's wildlife party, spelled with an I instead of a Y, boasting is, odd. is very, very <laughs> much so, boasting music, dance, and the ever-changing landscape of performances and things to do, see and do. Harambe's wildlife party offers the excitement of an African village bursting with nonstop entertainment and surprises for all who visit. And that's all Harambe. They also announced uh, Carnival in the um, Discovery Island. Right. It seems it seems a little bit more South American kind of. I mean, obviously Carnival it was famous in Brazil, but uh, another music um, and, and more food items too. All of this, you don't. I don't know what. I mean, are they going to have special booths out? And, and I have no idea. It's interesting, but certainly what they're doing is. Instead of animal trails, you're not going to have this ton of entertainment stuff. Right. All these different... They, they haven't even touched on what they're planning on doing in Anandapur. I'm not sure if they're going to be adding stuff there or in Dinoland, USA. Who knows? I mean, it seems like Harambe might be the Is focus the focus. Of it. Yes. For now, it does seem that way. But, I mean, Anandapur is a lot closer to where Rivers of Light's going to be. So is Dinoland. Yep. <laughs> so, yeah. I, I mean, know. so I... We, we, I expect do, something there anyway. I, I would. Um they also mention that it's going to kick off with Borodica playing. Um, I, I, I'm not sure that's any change to the Borodica schedule, but it, they kind of made it, you know, 
think that way if, if you, yeah <laughs> at all possible um so uh, I mean, we're just inundated with stuff here, mm-hmm. and uh, the next time I go down, which is in a couple of months, right. this is going to be a brand new place. I'm going to be there in a very busy time of the year, so the really good part about it is all of these things that we just named, aside from when you going? June, first, uh, first week of June, all of those things we just said does not require it being, I mean, you can do that when it's busy. Yeah. Oh yeah, you I mean yeah. You don't need to fast pass. I just need the, to. Uh, I just need party. to fast pass the new uh, the new uh, safari at that well, time. You know, and one then probably thing, fast pass the rivers of light to get a seat. It's one thing we didn't talk about with the safari. But the, the press release they have there pretty much cinches it for me anyway that the sunset safari will not be a different attraction to fast pass. In other words, you can't fast pass. Kilimanjaro Safari the, at right. 10 a.m. in the morning, and the Sunset Safari. You just at have to pick the late time. Right, on, on you'll a, get one uh, or the yep. other. Yep. Anyway, um, so let's uh, let's go straight to the world news, and then we'll come back and wrap up with All the rest right. of the local news story after this. But uh, that's our that's our big uh, headliner of the day. The new nighttime stuff is only a few weeks away, and it's just kind of getting more exciting the more and more we get to it. So let's get to the world news. What have we got? Sure, we're going to talk about the haunted mansion and some parking, actually. <laughs> But first, let's talk about one of uh, Disney's, I don't want to say biggest competitors because it's really falling off the map, but SeaWorld had a big announcement this week, and I know um, you kind of wanted to touch on it a little bit, and that is they have announced that the breeding program for orcas has been ceased. They will no longer uh, breed orcas, (laughs) so the ones that are in captivity now, including an unborn calf, because one of them is, is pregnant in one of the parks... Um, that will be the end of orcas in captivity, at least for SeaWorld. They also announced um, they will be spending $50 million over the next five years on various um, conservation programs, including stuff on sharks, stuff on um, uh, turtle conservation, stuff on you know some of the other c- cetaceans and stuff. And right. from what I understand, the amount of money SeaWorld has spent so far or prior to this, on whale conservation was minuscule. I mean, I had no idea that they have only spent about $70,000 over in a period on cetacean-related conservation programs. Right. Uh, having said that, SeaWorld does do some great stuff in terms of rehabilitation, manatees and sea turtles sure. and stuff like that. They do great stuff there. They spend a lot of money on that. But um, and they're going to make that more of a focus of uh, going forward in this kind of rehabilitation and conservation. And they've also kind of also announced this partnership with the Humane Society, who is anti-zoo period, anti-aquarium period. So it's a little bit of a strange uh, bedmate um, for for SeaWorld. But <laughs> yes, you know, Blackfish has really, really done a number well on SeaWorld, and you know, this is just you know, Blackfish has won. It's. Uh- I understand it's not a Disney-related story. I did insist that we talk about it. Mike Mike pointed that out in the beginning um, because we've talked about Blackfish a few right. times before. People are interested in it, have it asked us impact. to talk it's about it. Animal Kingdom. Yeah, it has an impact across the board when it comes to animal-related theme parks and zoos of right. any kind. Um, also, I think that... Uh, you know, it, it tells a story. It tells a tale of... What could go wrong <laughs> here? Right. You know, uh, D- uh, SeaWorld, this is this is nothing short of their last gasp. They have to make one big move here, which they've waited too long to do. Sure. I mean, they have just been decimated at the turnstiles. Decimated. A lot of, a lot of bumps in the road, a lot of poor handling of the situation. Bad I mean, PR. they just couldn't... They, they couldn't see straight right. for half of this and finally however many years later after blackfish has come out and and also ever since this now this is one of the few theme park related stories that made the national news sure uh also as soon as that happened of course cnn started replaying blackfish it's making sure they let everybody know who started all this <laughs> um so it, right. it, it was a CNN. It uh, was yeah, a it was. CNN thing, I believe. Um, <laughs> so uh, it, they waited way too long to do this. Now, having said that, this seems like a positive step. Um, it is, but not so much for the listen, the whales themselves. No, I mean, this is a very social animal. Sooner or later, there are going to be some very lonely orcas 
That's what I was just going to say. That's what I was just going to say. or later. So what, I mean, these are animals that are, I I believe all of them that are there now have been bred in captivity, correct? Uh, Not all. No, not all of them. No. Some of them still are from um, being brought, you know, taken from the wild. Although that hasn't happened for quite some time. But wasn't Tilikum taken from the wild? I don't remember. The one at, uh, you know, the one that's the star of Blackfish. Yeah. Who is apparently not well, um, and a few days before right. they made this announcement, SeaWorld sort of got out in front of the story by saying, you know, Tillicum's not well, we don't expect him to uh, live too much longer. Although he may be better, I mean, whatever. Who knows, yeah. But, yeah. But, um, My point is, they can't be returned to the wild. No, but there has been some talk and some studies made and even some money spent on essentially coastal retirement homes for these kinds of animals. Where they, these sort of sea pens out uh, in the sea, uh, where they would keep them. I mean, I'm not sure. It's not feasible right now, but I, mean, I don't know, 20, 30 years from now it might be. Yeah. Um, but it's something that they're looking into as a, as a possibility. Because SeaWorld, you know, they're not the only ones that have uh, killer whales and orcas <laughs> nope. and, you know, some other, you know, large marine mammals, um, belugas and dolphins and whatnot. So, you know, and. and Disney the, has dolphins. Yeah, I'm not a big fan of that either. Um, killer whales are a little bit different for me. I mean, they're just so big and require yep. such huge space in the wild. But we've talked about that at nauseum. Right. Um, huge space in the wild. <laughs> yeah, we'll, I'm not sure how that would work, a coastal sort of quote-unquote retirement home, kind of. Um, but as I was saying, SeaWorld probably takes care of their killer whales better than some of these other places. I'm sure. I mean, there's apparently there's a Miami Sea Aquarium that has one killer whale. Um, I mean, that's not good. But No. I mean, but these anyway, are, these are a, social animals that live in social situations. Right, and the writing was on the wall for SeaWorld. They knew they had to yeah. do this. I mean, the California was passing laws that was essentially going to prevent it. Correct. Um, so It's only a matter of time before that It was that only happened. a matter of time. Correct. And I kind of also wanted to mention it because we did talk about dolphins. We, we, you know, I did mention briefly that Disney has dolphins, mm-hmm. and um, a couple of them at the Living Seas for people. Who yep, a couple know. at the Living Seas, um, and I do think it's time for that to end. I agree, um, and I think it's time to start calling for that um, because they are social animals. Mm-hmm. You can see them there doing their dog and pony show. I'm mm-hmm. blowing the whistle, come and eat, and yada yada mm-hmm. yada. And then a lot of times you could see them just frantically circling the tank. Yeah, it's not great. It's not great because they, they have nowhere to go, you know, and right. and so it's it's disturbing to see. Anyway. Thank you for bringing that up. You I wanted to mention. You could easily that. put something else in that that one tank there from from at the Living Seas easily. Absolutely, you could extend the. You could, you could just you could do anything. You, you could, could just, easily extend it. Yep, extend you, the the coral reef sure. area. Um, you know, do some sea turtle rehabilitation. In of that course, tank. things that yeah, yeah. endangered animals sure. that can that can be rehabilitated. I mean, you could put them. You could put injured manatees in there or something mm-hmm. like that. You know, there's a thousand things you can do. You want me to move on now? Yes. All right. So apparently Disney has started what's called premium parking <laughs> at lots at the um, resorts. I mean, excuse me, at the parks. So for a small amount of $20, you can park in a very special lot, I guess, that's you know right there. A magical lot? Very close to the, to the park itself, mm. um, which means essentially in a total, if, if that's what you want to do and you're not a resort guest, you're going to be spending $35, $35 to park. This is the ordinarily fifteen, and if you want the premium spot, it's another twenty. And if you're a resort guest that gets free parking, you know, throw in the twenty. Um, get your nickels and dimes out, kids. Get your nickels and dimes. Yeah, I mean, I'm surprised they don't offer. That. I mean, if you're yeah. <laughs> sooner or later, I guess maybe it's part of the bungalow from the Polynesian, and I throw this kind okay. of stuff in, yeah, you know, yeah. Yeah, that kind of stuff. But um, yeah, that's that's a a new little nickel and diming by now, Disney. Uh, am I jumping your gun here? Did, did you hear the thing about the? Uh Potential resort fees. I did. I did not bring that up. That was a well because it's just a, a survey. Put, put, right, but but a it, but it was not something that's been done. It was a survey saying how would you feel about this? Yeah, I mean, and, and why would anybody say fine? I mean, I, I don't know. And and the funny thing about it was that um, <laughs> I don't know if it was if this is the way the survey was couched or if this is just how. Because let's be honest, most of the news sites. I put that in quotes <laughs> right. for for Disney are people who don't want to criticize Disney. 
Okay. Probably. Yeah, most of them probably. They, yeah. they don't want to. So uh, in most of these things, it turned into Disney is testing a uh, resort fee to help offset the cost of Magical Express. And, and they named a few other things. Uh, uh, you know, other free things that you get. Magical right. Express, right. Uh, Wi-Fi, uh, you know, maybe your bus. It's- as if these things are not already offset first of all wi-fi costs you nothing right in a in a in a, <laughs> in a hotel i mean their outlay for wi-fi is ridiculously low so let's not pretend that that's a big expense magical express they've been doing for 10 years if not more and it's included in the price here i mean the prices of, of the hotel are outrageous <laughs> of course I mean, it's so much more money than a, than a hotel offsite so obviously it's incorporated i disney's I think Disney is dumb for even thinking about this. Just, it's ridiculous. Just increase the price of the hotel $20 a night. It's ridiculous. Nobody's going to know. Nobody's going to care. Nobody's going to say a thing. They're just going to say, oh, well, it's more another price increase. Mike, we were we were walking around the Polynesian, mm-hmm. um, and it had been the first time I saw the new Polynesian lobby, which, honestly, I hate less than I thought I would. Um, okay. But so, and then we saw some of the other things that they added. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, they added some new things to the, like uh, some water things outside a okay. play area for kids and and things and, and the bungalows out there the bungalows I'm, I'm not really a big fan of i think they look ridiculous but i i understand what their appeal is and some of the new buildings are there and we went and looked at the new dvc uh area which looks good and, mm-hmm. and all this kind of stuff and while we we're there i just got up my phone and i wanted to see for two nights on a friday and saturday night in early june and on a bungalow or no or just a poly okay just how much a hotel room would be uh, Specific resort Friday, Saturday night at the Polynesian. Okay, you want me to guess? Yeah. Friday, Saturday night, rack rate? Whatever whatever rate came up on the phone. A studio, just regular room? Just a regular room, regular hotel room. Two nights? Uh, I'm going to say $450 a night. Was that $900? $715 a night. But nobody pays rack rate. A night, Mike. No, I know it's crazy. Seven hundred dollars a it's night. Crazy. It's Even crazy. if you get thirty percent off, you're paying five hundred dollars a night yeah, with a discount. It's crazy. It's insane. What? But, but they're going to add another fifteen dollars because you're going to use the Magical Express. But they're going to add another fifteen dollars because of the Magical <laughs> Express, right? Anyway, what's next? A couple of fast pass things, real quick. Um, apparently, the uh, they're going to start removing, in some at least in some of the attractions, the second touch point for fast passes. For those of you who don't know, when you first go into the fast oh, pass, yeah. you touch it. Oh, I hate that. And then right before you get to the second one, you touch it again. The theory being they didn't want people to start jumping the lines. And some of them, some of these areas, it's easy to do. For example, Kilimanjaro Safaris. It's easy to just slide on over to the uh, to the fast pass line. Oh, I see. Um, maybe that will be one that they don't do. But they'll right. soon be getting rid of, at least in a handful of cases, that second touch point for fast passes. Yeah. But more importantly and better is pretty soon you're going to be able to make your fourth fast pass um, on your phone. So when you're in the park and you use up your three fast passes, currently you have to go to one of these fast pass kiosks to um, make a fourth fast pass for your for your family or group. Right. Now you and I don't know why this hasn't been why that's been, but now or coming soon I should say, you'll be able to just do it on your phone. Oh, cool. So once you use your third fast pass, you can book, you know, whatever um, on your fourth phone. I don't know if you're still going to be restricted from doing it um, in that same park, because currently, if my mem- if, if my understanding is correct, let's say you go to the Animal Kingdom in the morning and you make your three fast passes, and then go to Epcot in the afternoon, I think you could make go to the kiosk there and say, you know, my fast pass is up. I want to get a fast pass for whatever. Um, I'm not sure if you're going to be restricted on your phone to staying in the same park, right? But we'll see. We'll see, and we'll see. Um, I don't want to, you know, on our next show, we're going to talk about our trip. So I don't want to, uh, our latest trip down there, which is a short one. So it'll be a short show, but, uh, I don't want to, uh, jump the gun too much, but, um, they still do not have this system working properly. Yeah. We'll talk about that later. Still <laughs> do not have this system working properly. <laughs> it blows me away. What else? What's next? Dave, uh, again, we're going to go away from the parks a little bit. Uh, Disney has announced um, two new Disney cruise boats coming. Oh, yes. In 2021 and 2023, uh, we'll be getting two new boats. My understanding, we don't know much about them yet. My understanding, however, is 
these new boats are going to be even larger yeah. than the ones, uh, the more recent ones, which is the fantasy, fantasy and the and dream. The dream. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we went on the magic. Um, I thought it was a good sized vessel for 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 this. I can only imagine. I mean, we'll talk more about this perhaps on uh, our next show. But, right. Um, the larger, I think, the worse. Um, just from a from a person point of yeah. view. However, having said that, adding a couple boats may decrease the demand a little bit. I mean, you can ho- only hope. Only hope that maybe you'll be able to get some bargains at certain times of the year or whatnot. Yeah, and I certainly think that um, it seems to be at least that it will free up um, the wonder and the and the magic. Um, as far as lowering the demand on a few of those, mm-hmm. especially when they're in Port Canaveral or operating out of, you know, they're trying to expand the fleet, um, and the ports probably. Yeah. Too. And it's ports, um, and, and, and it, it's home ports. And I wouldn't be surprised to see somewhere down the line, you know, a new home port somewhere like yeah. to see them go out of California right. on a regular basis sure or out I'm, of Hawaii even, or something like that. It would you shock know? me if like you get one boat that's just now just over dedicated over there constantly. Yeah. Depending on how well and they've and done. Um, but yeah, I would think that that's probably European the next step. Cruises too, which yep. is they're getting popular, yep. the European one. So, um, and these mega ships are all the rage, right? I know, but I mean, it's the problem is is that um, you don't want to go rock climbing when you're on a cruise. I, I don't really care about that. Um, you don't want to go skiing? No, the re- no, I don't. <laughs> the real issue to me is Castaway Key, Castaway Key, I should say. Well, it's, again, we might the be jumping a little bit. Boat, yeah, the more the, the, crowded. the more crowded gets. However, um, they have to expand that. They'll have to expand, I suppose, to some degree. Um, the chairs, the the, right. the the dinner, and the certainly things have like the that. room. Yeah. Oh yeah, they do. <laughs> yeah, that's not a problem. They could the certainly island. build, you know, another the entire right. restaurant Beach. area. Right. Another. Yeah. Yeah. So they're going to have to do it. Yeah. I mean, we'll, we'll talk more about Castaway Key later. But right. uh, the, and you heard it here. My my pick. For the names. Oh, here we go. Uh, I'm almost guarantee one will be the Disney Wish. They've already mentioned it. One of the cruise <laughs> people said, "You know, we're, that was that's a popular uh, choice." Yeah, and I'm going really? with Disney Imagine. Imagine the Wish and the Imagine. Okay, I can I can see that. I, I, I'm thinking that it's possible that they may go out of the box. Olaf and Kylo Ren? No, I think that no. <laughs> I like that. I think they may go out of the box. And maybe the one of them would be the the Walt Disney, the Walter Disney or something like that. You know, like a a traditional name like that. Oh, that'd be interesting. Um, you know, so I I think that you know, you'll probably get the one that's Elias the Wish Disney or this, the Roy yeah, yeah. Yeah, may, maybe something like that. I I mean, probably not the Michael Eisner, although that would be good. Or or maybe even, you know, <laughs> I don't know. It could be something else. It could be the Mickey Mouse or something. I have right. no idea. You know, it could be anything. But I think they might go out of the box, may get away from that one name thing. I don't think Although, so. I think they'll stick to it. Yeah, because that's the, sort of the cruise line thing to do. You know, like all the right. all the, the something of the seas, or it's the carnival, whatever. Right. You know, yeah, that, they so, they, own, like, so they may stay with that. Um, but although that would be nice, the Walter Disney, the Walter and the Disney, Roy yeah. Disney, yeah. I think it'd be great. I mean, I don't see a problem with it at all. Bob Iger will probably have one named after himself, the Robert Iger. Michael Eisner deserves one, but he won't get it. He won't get it. No, no, he won't. Absolutely not. It's probably he was the one who ushered the whole thing in. He's the one who ushered the whole thing yeah. in. And, and every year away from Michael Eisner being the CEO, you think more fondly of him. I agree a hundred percent. Every time I hear more about fifteen dollar resort fees. What else? Do we have anything else? Uh. I do have one more thing. If you want to talk about it now, it's a America's favorite game. Oh, let me get my pen out. I'm not sure how much you're going to need of your pen on this one because we I know very have little. To have my pen. Go ahead, Dave. There is a new scare package <laughs> for guests to. What does that um, mean? Well, I'm going to tell you. Okay. You can sign up to get a shipment. Of Haunted Mansion Artifacts to your house. I was wondering where the Haunted Mansion was coming from. Okay, Haunted Mansion Artifacts to your house. I don't know how many or what they are. They don't tell you. But you get a package, three monthly shipments. You have to have an iPhone because you have to order it through the app and... The Shop Disney app? No, it's it's the, uh, it's a, like the, the Phantom Radio app. That's what it's called. What the heck? So the Phantom Radio app... 
you book it. I mean, you you order your package, and yeah. using this app, it, it tells you a, a a story about the haunted mansion, like in a a little uh, you know these artifacts sort of okay interact with the app, and you get three packages. I have no idea what's in this package. I'm assuming it's like a picture frame or whatever and a couple of different things. I don't even tell you how many things you get in each package. You're just going to get three shipments um, a month. Or th- three shipments well, one a no month. There's no way for, for me to make a guess here. Guess I, how much I, I can, get, you have to pay. Do we, we don't know any. I mean, these aren't. These are things that, I mean... It, you don't have no idea. They could be plastic cards for all we know. They could be plastic cards. Mm-hmm. So and you pay once? Pay once for three different shipments. Seven, uh, uh, $99. $199. <laughs> of course. So I'll be fascinated to see what's actually... Better be more in- than a darn picture frame, Mike. <laughs> Let me just <laughs> tell you that right now. Better be better than a freaking picture frame. <laughs> I wouldn't count on it, Dave. <laughs> no, that was a tough one. Anyway, so... No, it was, but it was interesting, I yeah, thought. Yeah, it is, because it's fascinating to see what comes out of it. And, and, and I guess by the time you find out what it is, you can't get it. It says on the thing that it's limited to 999 people. I'm not sure if I believe that. No, you never, <laughs> never believe that. So are we ready to go back to the Animal Kingdom? We are ready to go. All right. So here's some of the smaller stories we have. Uh, for instance, um, Disney uh, has completed their merchandise reworking. I, we were in the Discovery Trading Company, um, right? Weren't we? Uh, it was closed when we were there. Was it? I thought yeah, absolutely. Oh, so we were on the opposite side. We were at there. the Riverside Depot. Um, so that's now open. Oh, that's what I'm thinking. The Riverside Depot is the right. one we're doing. Um, so all that's done on right. Discovery Island now. So um, that takes those walls down, and you get to shop around in there. Um, nothing too interesting. No, no. I mean, the Discovery uh, Trading Company is, um, you know, the typical theme park fair. Um, you know, a lot of the higher end stuff like the uh, Pandora, you know, yeah, the, the sort of will be deals there. that they've made recently, the so, Dooney and Burke, and the, yeah. And the Riverside Depot um, is sort of the same building. It's much like um, it's essentially this is going to be the Emporium or the Mouse Gears of Disney's Animal Kingdom. It's the those two shops together because they're really they are connected into one, really. Right. Are the big, you know, generic souvenir, the Emporium, essentially. The island mercantile across the way is going to have more African-inspired stuff, a little bit more unique stuff over there. Okay. Um, so they're going to switch around some of the some of the stuff. But again, on your way out, you're going to have these two superstores, basically. Um, right. You know the real big one on one side. So on your, as you're walking out, it's Disney Outfitter. Dis, excuse me. Walking out. Right. As you're walking leaving out, the park. Okay. Leaving the park. Disney Discovery Trading Company and Riverside Depot are on your left, and the island mercantile is on your right. And you know, interesting. It's again, it's like the sort of the main street or the mouse gears right. of the which of they've the always sport. kind of been. They've always been, but they just made them a lot bigger. Yeah, and they needed to be bigger if they wanted to compete with those other ones, the mouse gears and things like sure. that. Sure, and they also took away because uh, creature Com- creature comforts, which is now Starbucks, used to be sort of the kids store that had a lot of the right. kids stuff. Right. Um, since they got rid of that, they needed the more. Not needed, but they wanted they more needed merch space. space for that. Yeah, so there you have it, the toy space. So that's all finished. We have um, some menu changes. Yes. Again, you want to brief us on these? No, you um, better say I don't have it in front of okay, me. Okay, so uh, update their menu. Turkey legs are gone. I can tell yep, you that. Yep, turkey legs discontinued from Flame Tree. Thank God, no longer be available in the park. Right. Um, Flame Tree is going to be adding the St. Louis rib entree, roasted chicken salad. I think we mentioned a few of these already Some in the past. There's, um, more, uh, there's like a sample platter now. Ribs, too. chicken, and pulled pork sample platter, which sounds good. Um, uh, there's going to be fries with, with the pulled, pulled pork, pork and cheese. Right? Yep, yep. yep. Uh, at Pizza Fari, you're going to have the shrimp flatbread pizza entree. That sounds mm-hmm. dreadful. And <laughs> a hearts of romaine entree salad topped with shrimp. Uh, pizza Fari is also introducing lip smacking side dishes and beverages. I love that word. Uh, new to the menu are garlic butter knots. That's an interesting. Um, sounds good. Yep, yep. Uh, tomato well soup. Garlic and butter. Right. Garlic dipping sauce. Mandarin orange lemonade. I like the sound of that. Uh, mandarin orange vodka lemonade. Lemonade. They like these vodka They do. Lemonades. They like the new so vodka thing. In. Yeah, they have snow leopard vodka everywhere. Yeah. Uh, Restaurantosaurus will be adding a roasted chicken with mixed green entree salad and a chili cheese hot dog entree. <laughs> Clogged the arteries with that one. Mm-hmm. Uh, joining the menu are new sides, uh, New England clam chowder, chili cheese fries, uh, additions to the toppings bar. 
uh, sauteed onions, guacamole. Yeah, the toppings bar is huge now. Yeah, I the mean, toppings they really bar went all out. They've done it. a it's few nice. other things there. Uh, outdoor vending, ice cream carts, uh, mango fruit bars will be added for a limited time. Nestle dibs, bite sizes, those little tiny yeah. things. Uh, carts will continue to sell the regular stuff. Um, so they're just adding to those. Yes. So interesting. I mean, I like some of the sounds of these things, but yeah. they've, they've always been consistently good with that stuff there. So um, we have a new animal soon. we're expecting to see soon. Soon. We broke the story. Yep. The lion-tailed macaques. Which I just love to say that word, too. Macaques. Um, and they're interesting animals. They're um, from India. Um, I can get into their sort of little conservation story if you'd like yeah of course because i was i know this we have been talking about primate conversation uh conservation and we're going to do that that more in the future we're going to discuss that so i know for example the disney conservation fund um is funding at least in part the wildlife conservation society which is the um a very large conservation society that's the conservation society of the bronx zoo um, and they are studying lion-tailed macaques right now. These these animals are highly endangered, so I always love it when they bring in animals that are endangered. They're also not extraordinarily common in other zoos. There's a, there's a handful that have them, but they're not common. So, you know, you, these, you, you know you're not going to be seeing them all over the place like some other uh, primates. Um, but they are limited in their in their range to southwest India. They're only found sort of on the southwest jungles of India on the coastline. There's only a thousand or two thousand in the wild, I believe, wow. um, and you know they've been hit hard by habitat destruction. So when you have, we talked a little bit about this with the cotton top tamarins too. When you have an animal that just naturally has a very limited space, when you throw in the fact that there are over a billion people living in India, um, you know habitat stru- destruction that is going to be an things, issue. Yeah, um, India, to be fair, is a very good conservation country. Um, you know they've done a lot of good work in trying to save the Asian elephants and tigers and stuff. So they're they're working on trying to save the lion-tailed macaque. But there's just a lot of coffee and tea plantations there. There's been a lot of destruction of the jungle, you know, right. before this, you know, before this sort of renaissance of um, in India of conservation travel. Um, so they are highly endangered, um, and you know Disney is working to save them. And here they are coming. There's going to be a troop of them in Maharaja Jungle Trek soon, hopefully. It's awesome to get. It's awesome to get a new yeah. species on the Jungle Trek, and they're cool looking animals. Yeah, for anybody who's really thinking, cool I think I put a picture on yeah. our on our website, or if not, my Twitter feed. Um, they have these this you know they have almost like a mane of uh, white fur, and they're sort of a dark brown uh, animal, um, and they have these tails that kind of look like lions. So they are um, beautiful animals, and you know I think people enjoy and they're them. always that that kind of animal animal is always entertaining. Primates generally are active, although langurs not as much as say um, you know tamarins, for example, or right. some squirrel monkeys and stuff. Langurs eat a lot of leaves and stuff like that, so there's not a lot. Um, they don't move around too much because they just don't have the nutrients that some of these other animals have. Um, but you know, monkey gen- primates generally, first of all, they're active during the day as opposed to night, which is different than many animals you'll see in the zoo. So they'll, they'll, they should be fun. Cool. And finally, a sad farewell to yes, Guitar Dan. I miss Guitar Dan already. Um, gu- gu- Guitar Dan is uh, has already played his last day. Yeah, I think um, it was March 11th. Yep, it was last week. Uh, this is the guy who. Uh, Oh, oddly enough, walked around with the guitar um, <laughs> and sang kind of kids songs yes. in in Camp Mini Mickey. He would make them up on the fly. To, yeah, a lot, yep, along yeah. with the people there. Yep. Um, one of the things uh, you know, I was talking to some people about. I remember about Guitar Dan was when my son, who's now fourteen, uh, when he was two, um, had a um, a plush guitar that he I walked around that. all the parks. You know, he got it. Uh, I forget somewhere. Um, Pleasure Island or something. Yeah, or yeah. Somewhere. So he, he walked around with it for the rest of the vacation. He loved it. And uh, Guitar Dan sang him a song about how Mickey plays his guitar, and Mickey was you know playing his plush guitar I'll along with him. I'll never forget that. It was great. It was great. But he did stuff like that for you know for everybody. I mean, he would sort of make up stuff and interact with the kids. He was great. He used to be, and that was, he used to be right outside the Festival of Lion King back when I was a Camp Mini Mickey. Yeah, by the trails for the Correct. characters. I mean, his his show, if my, if my memory serves, his show was usually booked, you know, shortly before people started gathering to go into Festival Lion King. Right. Maybe like the, you know, 20 minutes before the Festival of Lion King started, so people would be milling about getting ready to go in. Right. Um, 
and but then he has since moved to Rafiki's Planet Watch since Camp Mini Mickey went bye bye. But now, unfortunately, he has uh, gone. And we don't know if he gone is, the way of off kilter. Yeah, we don't know if he has been sent packing like off kilter was, or if he chose just to. Yeah, I mean, I mean he's he'd been, been there, there for, for a years, long, long time. So, he so may have just said, you know, yeah, you never know. Um, it's been great. See you. And I also, I think the closing of Camp Mini Mickey kind of meant he was probably you know not going to have a renewal of a contract because he's just right. you know it just that that was what he was meant for yeah he was, was meant there. to sort of yeah. sort of a pre-show almost a festival right King. and he was uh probably under contract like they all are mm-hmm. and uh once the contract was up which is probably right around march 11th he's uh yeah, probably. He's, he's uh sent home i don't know that so i don't want to speculate about it but he was a very sweet guy um i i t- Talked to him a few times yeah, over the years. Uh, he's a very, very nice guy and uh, funny. Um, he walked around with wireless uh, acoustic guitar and just sort of goofed around with people. And, uh, you know, I, he was kind of underappreciated. I, I, a lot of people didn't take the time to stop and yep. listen to him. Just a few people did. But he seemed to be happy with that. And it was, Yeah, it's, uh, it's too bad they couldn't find a spot for him in this new kind of, you know, a ton of entertainment yeah. at night. Again, maybe that maybe it was his decision, not not never Disney. Yeah, so who you knows? Never know. Yeah, but, but it does seem like somebody like that walking around the streets, uh, you know, walking around D- uh, Dino Land, wouldn't be such a bad idea no, or something not. like that. Um, but who knows what you happens? Play before Rivers of Light. You know, the, they have three Rivers of Light shows. Yeah, yeah. But you, got, you know, whatever. He's gone, so that. I wish him well. That's it for the news. We've got you all caught up. We won't be doing another news show unless there's some sort of giant breaking story. <laughs> uh, we won't be doing any sort of news show for the for the next couple of shows. On our next show, which I can tell you right now, we're going to do a uh, short uh, trip report. This is not going to be entirely Animal Kingdom related. In fact, most of it won't be Animal Kingdom related. Uh, but we always like to sort of talk about what we did and what we experienced. There were some new things in the Animal Kingdom too um, that we wanted to kind of touch on our opinions, finally seeing some stuff uh, for the first time and in person. So that's going to come up uh, for your next show. But until then, don't forget to follow us on Twitter. Mike is at Jombo Everyone. I am at Radio Harambe. You can go to our website, jomboeveryone.com. Find all the information there you need about the Animal Kingdom. Um, And also, please subscribe to the show on iTunes. Rate us. Leave us a review. We need some of those. We haven't had those in a little while. Mm -hmm. Um, So we need some new ones of those. Uh, So don't forget to do that. Uh, I guess that's it for Safari Mike. I'm Dave McBride. Quaharini, go well. And thank you for listening to Radio Harambe. Now, who, 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 now, who, who, who.